0: This week on Excelsior Journeys, it is part four of our four part mini series going behind the scenes of Excelsior, the audio drama. Again, you want to make sure that you have the Clubhouse app so that way you can listen to the show on Sunday, March 12th for part one and Sunday, March 19th for part two. Both of them at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 Pacific. This week, we're going to be talking with two of the actors, Kendra Williams, who plays Nyterra, and Peter Revel walsh who plays Elder Aceras, and we're going to be talking with our two music composers. We have Izzy G and Audra Angelique making her return and showcasing so many of her other talents that she has brought to this production. JLD, do the honors. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys. This is George Soroy. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for tuning in for over 180 episodes. We are getting closer and closer to number 200. I am so excited about this, and I'm so excited about everything that's coming up. Not only do we have the Once Upon a Podcast Network that will be launching in the spring of 2023, but as you're listening to this, we are less than two weeks away from the premiere of Excelsior, the audio drama, working with so many amazing people. And I am so grateful to them for everything that they are bringing in terms of their skills. And a big part that I was really, really excited about is knowing that there is a musical score that is going to be added to this. When I first heard that the 529 Club was going to do these sort of productions it's not just a table reading it is actors fully invested in their characters it is sound effects and it is a musical score so it is a full-on production and it's something that really made me enthusiastic about being a part of this and what made me even more enthusiastic was actually hearing some of the music that's provided by two of our guests this week It is my pleasure to welcome back actress Audra Angelique, who is also behind quite a few of the musical themes that are happening in Excelsior, the audio drama, as well as Izzy G, who is providing some amazing background music for this production. It is my huge, huge privilege to welcome Audra Angelique and Izzy G. How are you both doing today?
4: All right. I'm
0: doing really good. How are you, George? I am. I am great. I am just very, very excited about what's coming. And thank you both so much for everything you're doing with with this production. It really means a lot to me. And Izzy, since I'm curious to know, like, what, what was it about this production that really grabbed your attention in the first place?
4: Well, first of all, thank you for for the opportunity to be able to do something like this, but it it kind of got my attention because I was like, well, I don't know. I I I I've been a huge fan of audio drama since I was sorry. I've been a huge audio drama fan since I was a, since I was a kid. It's always kind of intrigued me how they put the sound effects and they have the different voices and the music, but in a lot of understandably in a lot of a lot of your average productions, it's library music. And I don't know I was like well I've been doing film scoring for like the last couple of years so I was like hey maybe there's there's an opportunity here to not have to worry about time codes and just kind of go with the flow of being able to score to to an audio drama with sound effects and dialogue and just go more with the flow of of the narrative versus the visual element and and because I am I do have a visual impairment i'm i'm kind of relying on 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 text to describe the scenes and in, in films but in this case i can just really really go with the flow of, of like i said like the narrative and go with the, the vibe and the ambience a little better when when doing these things and i was like hey I'll i'll reach out see if they're looking for somebody and i did and i'm glad that i did and i am i am definitely glad you did too
0: when you first reached out to me and offered your services, I immediately was thrilled that someone of your caliber was doing that. And when I asked you to provide some samples of stuff that you've done, you were able to send over a couple of short films. And I noticed that the director's name was Carl Hansen. And I asked you if that was the same Carl Hansen that's married to Jen Eldridge. And when you said yes, I knew that you had to be a part of this. Because Jen Eldridge is an old friend from high school who met, who knew me before I even created Excelsior. And she was actually one of the, one of the people that I kind of worked into being a character, a supporting character into those original stories that were filling up my Steno notebooks when it should have been homework. But it was once, once I knew that there was that connection, I knew you were coming aboard. I just knew it.
4: Like I said, thank you, and that's a very amusing story. I just, I was just, you sent me that message, and I was just like, yeah, what a small world. It really is. It really
0: is. And funny enough, both Carl and Jen have been guests on this show. And oh wow, yeah, oh yeah, and, it's, and it was a great episode too. It wound up being, to be in one of my one of my biggest, most listened to episodes in the show's run. And so, Audra, you you've been piece by piece you've been bringing up like so much more of your talent you came in you came in to be general hadera i knew that that's exactly who who you were going to be from the way that you just crushed that audition but then knowing more stuff that you've done along the way not only are you assisting with the music score by working to provide some additional theme music to go along with the music that izzy's doing but you're also part of the sound effects team, and you're you're just coming up with one thing after another that's really made you just a truly in just a, a one hell of a player here in in this in this production. And I am so grateful to everything that you're providing on this. Wow, thank you. This is like a dream
5: kind of production to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has to do with everything. I love sci-fi, a great story, an awesome writer. I mean, I have to say, like, you're just a really awesome person. You've been working on this so long. I really respect writers that have a story to tell and then actually do that story because lots Mm -hmm. of people have ideas, right? Yeah. But how many of them that have ideas actually do the work to make that idea happen? Mm -hmm. And then – another one and then another one and then just keep going and look at all the people that you are surrounded by that are so amazing all over the world creating this production. It's just a dream to be a part of this production. So I was so excited when I got to also be involved with the music because that is my, my major background. I don't even really talk about that. I'm an actress just like being in photography because those are things that go along with creative development, right? Mm -hmm. It's just kind of a natural thing. But the the music part is a huge part of my life. That's that's the main bread and butter. So to be involved with that and the sound design and all of that, I mean, it's just so exciting. I love it. And I love working with Izzy because he has an amazing ear, incredible. Oh, and everybody on the sound team, they're just so amazing, planning, diligent, fabulous ears. I mean, they have so many talents. It's, like, just amazing to get to work with everybody.
0: Mm-hmm. It really is like it's just blowing my mind seeing how much like everyone is doing. These are awesome people that are coming up and wanting to be in this. I'm just like you. You you want to be a part of this? Like you want to be a part of this too? Like and that to me is just so wonderfully gratifying and and validating. Like it feels like it feels like this this thing that I've been just kind of focusing on and picking at. For over 30 years now, it, it was, there was something there and it's seeing, seeing what everyone is bringing to it. You guys are just making it better. Uh, that's, that's basically like what's going on right now. You guys are taking this, this material and elevating it in ways that I never would have thought possible. Oh, come on. I mean, look at, first of all, it's an incredible creative endeavor,
5: but when people really hear the story and the themes behind the story that's what got me excited about be getting to be a part of the music. Because mm-hmm. that the story of a savior that we always hear, but it's a little bit of a different twist. And this blending these two worlds, which is real. The, it's a, a amazing creative way of telling people what really exists in front of them and beyond them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And and focusing, what really drives me is focusing on people's inner light. Yeah their inner soul, their inner spirit, their inner guide. And that's what this whole entire story is about.
0: Yeah. So it's
5: it's no wonder then that all these people are gravitated from all over the world, magnetized to the story. I mean, just like Deborah with the 529 Creative, she's been doing this kind of stuff for a really long time. Mm-hmm. So f- to get this whole group around a story like this, it's no joke. You deserve yeah. it. You deserve oh, okay your story to be told by people that are really ingratiated into
0: the story and really believe in what you're doing. And that's what, that's what, thankfully, that's what everyone is doing. Like it's, it's, it's something that really, obviously this, this character, the story and everything means, means so much to me. And to have this sort of enthusiasm from everyone else, that just makes it even better. And so Izzy, I'm, cu- I'm curious, like what you started putting the work together on this, like, were, were there like certain parts that you just knew that this, like, I mean, everything you've been playing has been fabulous. I, I it's, it's fitting the right, it's fitting the right tone. There's a moment right at the beginning where the music cuts off at a point that I was so like looking forward to that moment. Like, and I was just saying to myself, like, please let it cut off, please let it cut off. And then once it did, I was like, yes, he gets it the music is perfect. Like it's, it's going in ways that I would, I, I always wanted, I can't even say like, wouldn't have thought possible. I was just like, I always wanted that this to happen. So like, what was, what was a piece for you that really, st- that stood out so far?
4: Well, i probably have to say um, the part where in the, in the first part where JC and Matt are having that kind of heart to heart conversation yeah. was the one that really was the one that really kind of like, I mean, cause I, I, I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with what I did. I mean, mm-hmm. I will never be completely satisfied with what I did, but that's just our curse as creatives.
0: You're talking to someone who's been sending everyone like seven, <laughs> eight drafts of this, of the script within like the past six weeks.
4: So you, you understand, I'm sure every creative listening to this will understand, but I feel like that one just really kind of really, really set the mood to that conversation and it, it, it's the it's the one that i feel so far that i've that i've done really well with
0: yeah that is a beautiful piece too it, it reminded me a Thank lot you. of it almost it almost reminded me a little bit of there's a there's a there's an album that vince decola put out called artistic transformations and what it is is it's a it's a it's selections from his score for transformers the movie from 1986, but it's all piano. And oh, wow. he does this beautiful rendition of the death of Optimus prime in just piano. And that's kind of what it sound. what it reminded me of like that sort of, that sort of piece. And um, considering the undertones of that scene about like the, the fact that they're talking about Matthew losing his parents one recently and coming up on the anniversary of of that happening and not neither one of them really able to say that they're gone that they're dead and the music works with that so well so i i like i i already knew that i had the right person on board with this but it was just like it's it's like every piece you keep you, you're sending over is just like, Yeah, I made the right call. I made the right call. It's like it just it feels like it feels like you were
4: supposed to be here. Well, thank you. And it's funny because I I just opened up Clubhouse one day and, and I was getting over COVID and my voice was still still crackly. You could still tell I was sick. I was on the back end of the of, mm. of being sick. Yeah. And so I was actually gonna try out for a doctor. No kidding. Rifkin, yeah, yep. I was gonna try out for Rifkin, uh, but it just it, it it didn't work out. I think A ran out of time, and B by the time I was able to pull myself together and practice the lines enough, they were shutting the shutting the room down. But I was just like, what? Like, maybe he maybe he he'd like some music to go along with the audio drama because I just oh he did. thought he did. it was just All gonna right. be just the just the, the reading. But yeah. um, like I said, I'm I'm glad that I reached out and like like Andre said. It's awesome that you have this this circle of of people working Mm -hmm. with you. Because oftentimes, I've kind of run into this a lot. People will be like, oh, I'd like to work with you. I'd like to work with you, blah, blah, blah. Like, hit me up on on the DMs or whatever on Instagram, whatever, whatever. And, like, nobody, barely anybody, has, has, like, ever come forward and actually been consistent. So the fact that you were able to drum up or that people came forward and, like, offered themselves up and volunteered to do this. With you is, is, is always awesome and amazing to see. And this is, this is just this whole, this whole group from, from crew to cast to, to, to the creatives, the, to the, to the sound design, to the music team, like everybody, everybody's just done an awesome job communicating, yeah. communicating, putting stuff together, pacing, just piecing this all together. So I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to see the end results of, of this, what this ends up becoming.
0: Absolutely. Me too. I, I can't agree with you more. And um, and I am so glad that both you and Audra are a part of this, that, that you're working together. You guys are doing some amazing work together as well. And one of the things that's really blown my mind is the fact that the rehearsals have inspired Audra to start writing lyrics to a theme song. And that I was like, I completely did not expect that. But when when she started playing it for me about the different ideas that she had, it reminded me, it was just like, one of the things I love about a lot of the soundtracks that are on from 80s movies is that there are certain songs in there. They weren't played on the radio, but they were. Uh, you, they would play like during the end credits and they would be basically almost like telling the story of what just unfolded. I've always gotten a kick out of that. And here comes Audra providing it for me for my own character. And getting that has been fantastic. Audra, what are your thoughts about about the song and everything? Like, how is that? Because I I love what I'm hearing.
5: I mean, when something, when there's a creative piece of inspired work, it's really easy to be inspired by it, right? It's (laughs) like... It's like an exponential creative explosion, you know, mm-hmm. butterfly effects, but times an infinite amount. So as I am was blessed to be cast as General Hadera, I'm listening to all the rehearsals. I think it might have been the third or fourth rehearsal that we were having. Um it just, a rhythm popped into my head because I'm not in a lot of scenes, right? So I'm listening to everybody in this first one and I'm listening to everybody and I'm getting the story and I'm listening to everybody's voices and I'm hearing the characters come alive and it just came out. Mm
3: -hmm. And
5: it was a, a sound that was building in my mind. And what's really funny about Izzy and his intuitive ability with music is him and I, are both having, like, we haven't really talked one-on-one yet, okay, Mm -hmm. much. We had one room a few weeks ago about sound that we were all at, but him and I haven't really got a chance to speak one-on-one yet, and that's going to happen soon here. Yeah. But we both have similar sensibilities and an energetic frequency that navigates us as musicians And it's a similar thing happening. So there are pieces that he has written. I mean, everything I listen to, I'm like, yes, yes. And everything I'm writing, yes. So for a room we had, I put one of his pieces that fit. With the beginning of this song, the music I composed and the music he composed, it fit in perfectly like a puzzle piece Yeah, as an intro to what I was doing and a layer building on top and my layers building on top of it. It was like, oh, my God. And then at the end, there was another piece he wrote for a different, totally different thing that completely uh, takes it another place at the end of it. And when you can do something like that, I mean, that's magical. So this song is a testament to your story. It's a testament to the entire energy that this, this whole creative endeavor is about. And I, and I hope when, when we're finished with this, because I know you and I have been going back and forth a little bit at the moment, mm-hmm. that it really does represent everything that this, this is about. And mm-hmm. it, it, it is used for marketing purposes for yeah. people to be able to understand what the story is about and get them on board with listening to the audio drama and putting effort in supporting your YouTube channel. Maybe it'll be an animated piece later. You never know; it might be a film in the mm-hmm. future. I mean, this is this is major IP work for you. This is like your franchise. So I'm just so grateful to be a part of it, and <laughs> it's magical.
0: <laughs> and it really is like the 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 work that both of you have. have- produced is just nothing short of magical and you're giving this this whole story this whole experience just like this extra soul that I couldn't provide because I'm not a musician I'm not a songwriter I'm like I'm not a composer but I respect that art so much and I love it so much that I always wanted that to be part of this world and you guys have done that so
4: I I can't thank you enough no thank you as a as a musician, I'm always because I, I never uh, I never imagined myself to be doing scoring work. I, I've always kind of had a, a more cinematic, like a more cinematic soundtrack in my head, uh, you know, just day to day life. Yeah. So I knew at some point I was going to get into the whole cinematics, but I I thought I was just going to be implementing that into like myself as a musician. Just to kind of give that little bit of ear candy and like give my art a twist from the norm, so it doesn't sound like everybody else I yeah. mean so, but then, like getting into the film scoring and all this, it just it's really kind of broadened my horizons as well as collaborating with somebody more more hands on for like the first time. Not that I haven't collaborated before, it's just it wasn't as integrated as mm-hmm. as this is, so for me, this is a new experience, yeah.
0: Yeah, and this this has been just an, a tremendous experience for me, and it's been just a just a wonderfully inspiring time working with you guys. It's it's really truly wonderful, and a couple other elements that came out of these auditions that I was so excited for when I heard them was I always wa- was oh I was always sure of the sort of feel that I wanted for one of the major characters, Elder Aceris. And to hear actor Peter Revel Walsh deliver Aceris the way that he does really, really had me just on the edge of my seat. I knew when I first heard that, that Peter was going to play that role and he was going to do a great job at it. And that's exactly what he's been doing. And at the same time, I was really excited for a youthful, really powerful voice behind the character Nyterra, someone who really kind of rises up right at the very end and reunites with her love, Zerebus, and plays a part in in the in the main climax. And hearing what Kendra Williams brought to that character really had me excited because I knew that she was gonna just completely rock that character. And she absolutely has. So it is my pleasure for the second half of Excelsior Journeys for this week to welcome actors Peter Revel Walsh and Kendra Williams. How are you both doing today?
3: Very good, George. Very good. Hi. How are you? I'm I'm, I'm doing, doing great.
0: great. How are you?
3: <laughs> I am doing great. And both of you are have have been doing
0: some terrific work. And I am just really excited to know a little bit more about your journeys as actors. So, so Peter, if you can start off and just kind of share a little bit about about yourself as an actor, what like what was it that got you into acting in the first place? What was your as I like to call on the show, lightning bolt moment? What was it that made you just kind of go in this direction? Because like what Paul Schrader says, said it best. He said that the only reason why people get into the arts is because they have no choice. So, what like what was it that that uh, that laid the path for you for acting?
3: Well, I think first of all, I I think I, I didn't, I was, I was quite a late developer. I didn't speak till I was four. I didn't read until I was nine. And, but I liked to, I liked, I was very good at numbers, but I liked to sing. So I, I started singing when I was at junior school and I was, I had a, I was a, a boy soprano and went around to like all people's homes in, in my Lancashire town and sang songs from Oliver. And the, the, the fact of actually performing in front of people was was fantastic i loved it and so then i carried on performing through school, but then my voice broke so i couldn't sing like oliver anymore and because i was never a, a romantic lead i started playing the character actors and the 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 comedy the comedy roles the the character things and i i loved that but i was never i never thought that i could actually go into a creative profession because it, well, I was born in the '60s, so I'm I'm 56 now. So mm. at that time, it was creative. A creative career was never never really an option. So I went into maths. That's something else that I could do. So I went and got a degree in maths. But after I graduated, I went into amateur theatre because it was my passion. So yeah. I, I've got a logical brain, but also a creative brain, um, oh, nice. which is quite a odd combination. So yeah, I went into amateur theatre, and. Was in multiple theatre groups in Cambridge. Was in a dance troupe as well. I was all. I also sang with Cambridge Philharmonic Orchestra. Oh. So doing all this creative stuff while while being a statistician and then a computer programmer. Wow,
0: that's so cool. That is so cool, and really is like this kind of like the best of both worlds when yeah, it comes absolutely. to when it comes to what what you can do because you've been able to apply both in a way so that way you can really push your creative elements in terms of not even just having to be just on the stage. Like here you are like right now as a voice actor and yeah, contributing, totally. contributing your talents this way. And then be, to be able to do what you do as well. Now is the, everything you're doing um Regarding the programming, that's, that would be your full time job, correct?
3: Oh, no, no, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> really? No, no, I'm, no, I'm a, I'm now a full time creative. So I'm a, wow. I'm an actor, I'm a voiceover artist, I'm a photographic model. I also take photographs, I make costumes, I've started writing, I'm trying to get into a bit of creation of music, I do medica- meditational, motivational videos, I do lots. So I, I'm a full time creative now, but before, so I, I, I was made redundant in, in 2014. Mm-hmm. But but I started getting paid for be for being an actor, so I, I joined Equity in well I I was on Spotlight in like nineteen ninety four something like that. So I've been I've been acting for nearly thirty years and getting paid for it, nice. as well as having a full time job as a as a computer programmer. Yeah. So so I I had the best of both worlds. My my day job was mm-hmm. my money job. So I I I worked to live, and mm-hmm. then. I would finish at five o'clock, and then I would go and perform. And at weekends, I'd learn how to hot ride a horse or fight with 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 rapiers and sort of stage fighting and things like that. Or learn learn how to go do archery because of my 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 physicality and my my look that I've developed, grown into, as it were. Yeah. Uh, those are the sort of things that I love. Like fant- like your your thing is your your story, like Excelsior is. Right on my street. It it is exactly what I what I like to perform in, like to 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 read. Now mm-hmm. when when I actually started reading for pleasure, mm-hmm. yeah. So the the, the two the, th- the, the the two things, the creative and the logic, have have like sort of gone hand in hand for so long. Mm-hmm. But like when I was a computer computer programmer, I was it, they used to call me innovative because I would write I would write the programs and and the the software, yeah. In a way that other people didn't really think about it, how how they thought about it, how, how I thought about it, and mm-hmm. I've I've transferred that into my creative side by just going. If I'm interested in something, I will go and research it, and then and then try my hand on it, and and I try and challenge myself all the time mm-hmm. by by doing stuff that that I sometimes find difficult. Like for example, I tried writing and did a. a 28 plays later, which is writing a play every day in February, about three years ago, because Uh I was terrible at writing. (laughs) And I wanted to, as as an actor, and I've got a specific look, I've got a specific voice, all that sort of stuff. I wanted to be able to write stuff for myself Mm -hmm. as well, because sometimes you just can't wait for other people to do it. Right. And like doing this project Mm -hmm. as like Audra and Izzy have been saying that, that there's so many creatives in this, In this project and they're fabulous yeah they are fabulous the 529 club is is amazing i've been with it well since since i joined clubhouse just after i joined clubhouse a couple of years ago and Mm -hmm. i've actually been out to greece and perform with with a lot of the people that are actually in this production so it's oh nice yeah nice
0: oh that's that's so cool that's so cool now kendra tell us a little bit about your journey as an actor what is it that really grabbed your attention and made you want to get into this field in the first place
1: So I guess with me, I am more along the lines of like, I didn't have a choice Mm -hmm. just for like my insanity. I grew up in like a very, very strict religious household, Uh, a lot of trauma. So it's like for me living in that household, I always would like look for outlets just to feel like I had a space to just let my mind wander and for me that was movies and it was books and it was stuff like that that was kind of like the creative field and I noticed that when I steered away from it like tried to go towards what my family was trying to raise me into and like lean away from my own music and lean away from performing I would feel like these episodes of sadness and I didn't understand why until I got in high school and I kind of had more freedom to speak for myself and I auditioned for I think it's called zombie prom it was like the, (laughs) the most goofiest stage play I've ever musical I've ever been in but it was like I got on stage that in that moment and I just like knew like when I was performing during my audition, it was just like, it hit me that moment. Like you have never felt more comfortable than you do right here in this present moment being on stage. And so I just mm. kind of have stuck with it. I have branched from that to of I made music. I've done some web series, a bunch of different things, but yeah, I didn't have a choice because I literally did not feel right doing anything besides performing.
0: Awesome. And when, when word came out in December that there was that there were there was going to be this audition date for this audio drama, what were your thoughts like as you were as you were coming into the as you were coming into the room? Because from my from what I remember, you read pretty late. So you got to hear a lot of a lot of other performers going beforehand, correct?
1: Mm-hmm. So actually, what happened? It was kind of funny. Is Shaq? He had messaged me earlier in the day, like, "Hey, we're gonna have an audition later," and he's like, "You should pop by because he's one of the first like actors I met on Clubhouse." And so I was like, "Okay, y'all yeah, be there." And then I think my day got away from me. I was running a bunch of errands, and I like let me check Clubhouse really quickly to see if they're still in there. And you guys are still in there doing the auditions. So I was like, "Oh my gosh, let me run like <laughs> I was like, let <laughs> me see what this is." I was like, "I, I don't know," but I know like Shaq has always like he's been a good person for me on the app, like guiding me and like telling me, well, this is a good room for you to go." Like sending me like letting me keep me in the loop with stuff like that so I was like okay I saw he was there and I was like let me go in and see what this is about and I heard I think one of the auditions going on as soon as I walked in and then someone made a comment like oh after this one, we're done and I got so sad I was about to cry I was like no like please let me audition I know I was like I know I can't <laughs> I, when I tell you I messaged Message everyone that was on stage that had a mod badge and that didn't have a mod badge, like, hey, you're on stage. Can you say something to them? Like, so let me (laughs) know. I tried everything. Yes. And so I don't know. I heard. Um, what scene was? It, it wasn't even the Terrence scene. It was a scene in the classroom. Yeah, Matthew math sees him, and I heard that scene. And I was like, "This is going to be an amazing show." I was like, "I, I oh, need to read you. the whole book. I don't know what it is, but like, I grew up watching things like Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings. So like, when I heard that one scene, I was like, "Oh yeah, okay. This is this is my scene." I was like, "I have to do this." <laughs> so I've been really excited. I'm glad that I got the opportunity to speak because once I did, it was like, "Okay, yay!" Even if I don't get to be in the show, I'm going to be here to support it. And like, I ended up getting chosen, and it's just been a great experience.
0: And yeah, just when, when Deborah and I, when Deborah, producer Deborah Wooten and I sat down and we went through the casting, I knew that I had to have you involved because I knew that like the enthusiasm that you had in your voice, it brought this different kind of energy than what I was used to hearing from, from Catherine, from all the other actors that were auditioning to play Dr. Catherine Sierra slash Elder Claire. Mm-hmm. And, but at the same time, like, it was just like, okay, there's definitely something there. It was like what's the right fit? And then when I was looking through it, I was just like, oh, Nyterra. Yes, yeah. you know, like, there it was. Yeah. It was just like, it just felt like there it is. That's, that's the part. That's the part that needs that sort of energy. That's the part that needs that sort of talent. And it was just like, bam, you're it. And I gotta say, you can have a lot of fun with the second one Yes, because yeah, she she not, she not only sticks around for the second one, but she's also in the third one. So
1: Ooh, yes, I call her my little, savage. <laughs> <people ask> me, <laughs> my little savage. Her little
0: savage? Oh, that's great.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I love that. I love I love that you have a nickname for her that I never came up with. So mm-hmm. like that that re- that make that makes me so happy. And so like I mean, both of you guys are just doing terrific work with this and just hearing the enthusiasm, hearing everything that you guys are 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 doing the tweaks that you've made like along the way, like it just, it's, it's working. I am so excited for this show. I can't believe that we're already like less than two weeks away from the performance of part one. And it's, it just means so much to me, talented people, like all four of you, Audra, Izzy, Kendra, Peter, like all you guys. And as a, as, as like a, a good, like final thought, I would say that, there are so many people here that you guys have not heard from yet. You haven't heard from Shaq Hussein, Emperor Noctuar. You haven't heard from David Lee Hawks, Danak. You haven't heard from Molly Rock, Dr. Catherine Sierra. You haven't heard from Jackie Hume, who who is playing Karini. Like these, these people are amazing. Andrew Dos Santos playing Radafan, Heidi Kendrick play, playing Mrs. Webb. It's such a small role that both, both her and, and Kay Weaver are doing with Mrs. Burton. Like they're both just like they're, given it their all, everyone involved in this is just terrific. And it, it's so wonderfully like it's, it's, you guys are, are pushing me forward. When I feel like when I feel overwhelmed, like I currently am knowing that we're less than two weeks away, and there's still just like a little bit that needs to be done on my end. But everyone involved from Laura McKee my amazing assistant director Sandra Spencer as the jewel you guys heard a little bit from from Hillary Merrick but uh, you're going to be hearing a lot from everyone really and but none of this none of this would be possible none of this would be happening if the person that i am about to to welcome into this room if she didn't say go for it if she didn't give me the 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 real The real part with it so i need to say a huge 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 thank you to our amazing producer from the 529 club deborah wooten deborah i am so grateful for you
2: uh, oh well i am just so grateful for everybody else well i i say all of the time we are we are such a wonderful community together and like peter i don't know if he's still there now, but he and hi Peter, and Laura and Bob and Heidi and the, the the crew and Jackie, the guys that look after the actors' workshops and the table reads and that they've done amazing things and we we come together as a collective, and I think it's working together as a team makes everybody stronger
0: absolutely and and we're also celebrating 10,000 members of the 529 Club. We just celebrated that last Thursday, and I wish that I could have been in the room on Clubhouse to to celebrate with everyone. But hearing the replay just really made me so proud of of ev- of everyone, really, and, and just to be just to be in invited to play in this sandbox has. It's been it's been a true highlight of my life. So before we before we wrap wrap everything up, if you can just give like a few words about the five two nine club, because I know that there are a lot of people that are out there that are like us. We have our creative we have our creative energy within us. We just don't know how to properly channel it. And I've learned so much just from being in your orbit orbit, Deborah and. Bob Daniels Orbit as well, um, just as part of the 529 Club. Tell us a little bit about that, so that way hopefully we can get up to 11,000 in in the coming weeks.
2: Well, yeah, as I've mentioned in the past, we started the 529 Club at Pinewood Studios in 2009. And it was a monthly networking club for the creatives in the film and TV industry to come together and just network and collaborate and collaborate. Two years ago, on the 1st of March, we started on Clubhouse. And when we started on Clubhouse, we had 1,600 members. And then over the last two years, that's expanded to, as you said just previously, to 10,000 last week. And it's just been amazing to, you know find square pegs and square holes and round pegs and round holes and put them all together to have a nice fit for everybody. It's been great. We have some very talented people in actors and producers and writers. And it's great to bring everyone together and give them purpose to what they're doing and to... Give the people opportunities. It's great to see Chris Woodworth. When he first came upon the Five to Nine Club two years ago, he was considering being a boys' actor. Hmm. And two years later, he's rocking the social media and he's managed to get himself an agent and a manager and he's pushing it forward. So mm-hmm. it's just being there to support fellow creatives to allow them to realize yes i can do it yeah so that's what it's all
0: about exactly and that's what that's what that's what this has been all about for me as well just like uh, your faith in me and this production has just been it's it's been it's been what's been keeping me going because I didn't like I knew that I was going to adapt this script this this book into this script. I did not know until our initial discussion that I was going to be the director, and I hope that I've been doing doing a well enough job for everyone here with that.
2: yeah but, I think sometimes it's like sometimes people have to be pushed out of their comfort zones, yeah to grow. Mm-hmm. And it was obvious from the very beginning that your story, your characters, better than anyone else on the in this world. Mm-hmm. So the, the, it was the best choice was to have you as the director. And I thought it came. I think it was very smart of you to pull Laura in as an assistant director. Yeah, and she's she as an actress, she herself, she's amazing. Mm -hmm. but directing is definitely an area I think she should look more into as well, because uh, both both her and all of the five to nine ambassadors that run the actors workshops could easily be directors.
0: I I definitely agree with that. Yeah. They're they're all very, very good. Oh yeah. And I still remember there was, there was one, there was one day when she was, when she had several notes and, and was apologizing to me for, for, presenting those notes. And I was like, no, 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 don't apologize. In fact, I need to hear more of that. I need you to stand beside me as my assistant director. And she was all for it. And I was so grateful that she was for it. So this, this whole, this whole experience, past couple of months, has really been, I've said it before, like it was, it's one of the most fulfilling creatively fulfilling experiences of my life. And this going through all of this for everyone, it's right at the very top it's it's something that i never thought possible to hear these characters that i've known for so long being given this being given these voices and then to have music to go to go along with it and then a sound effects library that is just in getting like better and better and better and everything about it is just an amazing amazing experience and i am so grateful that All of you, my friends, you guys get to hear this for yourself on March 12th and March 19th. So get the Clubhouse app, download it, put it on your phone and enjoy it. And before the show even starts, look around and you're going to find your own tribes. And if you are creative like myself, like everyone here, you're going to find the 529 Club and you are going to love it. You're going to. Absolutely feel right at home the way that the five two nine club has made me feel at home right from the start. Everyone who has been a part of this has been just so incredibly welcoming. Everyone who's not a part of this show but is part of the of part of the club itself, everyone is just amazing. I can I can just continue to say so many great things about this, but at the same time, um, everyone that's that's a part of this, we're all in different time zones, so it's. So I need to just go ahead and wrap this up right now. I want to thank everyone for being a part of this, of this mini series of, and I also just want want you guys to know that there will be some post-mortem episodes after the show is done. So that way you're going to hear from more actors that have not been on the show yet. You're going to be hearing from, there's many people that want to come on because I, I, owe them, I owe them all so much. And that's the least I can do is to let them come on here and let them share their story. And so for Peter Revel Walsh, for Kevin, Kendra Williams, for Audra Angelique, for Izzy G, and for the amazing Deborah Wooten, without whom this would not be going on. This is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. And I will see you next week. While there, you can also fill out the application to be a guest, inquire about sponsorship opportunities, and click on the Buy Me a Coffee link if you wish to give your support to the show. All interaction is very much appreciated. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion for the show, please direct it to george at he'sgotit.com.